On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks find another way to lose a game. Who's the most to blame for the fourth quarter loss and collapse? Kyrie, Jason Kidd, Christian Wood, Jaden Hardy. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here loyalty never fades away and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead media member and nba channel manager for the locked on podcast network your team every day thanks for being part of the show making locked on maps your first listen each and every day subscribe or follow for free wherever you get your podcasts or on youtube where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything (laughs) below it could be anything today who is the most to blame for the Mavs loss let us know in the comment section and uh, join me as always my co-host writer contributor at Mavs.com the fourth quarter quandary the one more thinking what you got for me Isaac Harris they got me Nick they got me hook hook line and sinker they got you real real good they they got me I even had (laughs) you're gonna laugh at me here I even had the standings pulled up. No, at the, at the beginning of no. the fourth, How? I was I was like three games in a row. I'm I'm like the 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 playoff run is coming. I was looking at the standings. <sighs> it's like, dude, are they gonna lock in like a f- five or six seed? Excuse and, me. <laughs> and then you know, just I had to you know spend the next. I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, just kind of like scraping my heart up off the rug <laughs> in my living room. So, uh, yeah, they got me. The Mavericks fall to the Memphis Grizzlies in an inexplicable 112 to 108 game. We'll talk about the fourth quarter. We'll talk about just not scoring at all. This team that could only score and couldn't defend, couldn't score at all. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Jaden Hardy's game. We'll talk about Kyrie Irving's game. All that. Let's start here, Isaac Harris. Who do you blame the most? The Mavericks scored 12 points in the fourth quarter. They basically only scored nine points in the fourth quarter. They got some late free throws. Christian Wood got fouled on a a really dumb three-point like foul by by Dylan Brooks, among other dumb things Dylan Brooks did in this game. Mm. But who's the most to blame? Where do you start? Um, I actually think a lot of this has to do um, with Luka being out. Like, I, I don't know, like to blame Luca on this. It's not blaming Luca. It's just like the unfortunate thing about him being out for injury. Because for me, I watched this fourth quarter of saying fourth quarters are normally Kyrie times. But when was the last time Kyrie's had to like really carry a team without having a star with him? You know, he's, he's been, he's used to having, you know, Durant and LeBron and these guys. And it's like, the dude had to, you know, he's used to Luca doing his thing in the first quarter. So then he can save his stuff for the fourth quarter. And that's what I was telling my, that's what I was saying to myself watching the fourth quarter. I'm like, it felt like he, he was already spent. It felt like he was tired, you know, in that fourth quarter. It's Cause it's like, dude, I'm the only one out here that can create my own dang shot. And he had to do that. I mean, he had 28 points after three quarters. So, you know, Mavs fans, we, I was ready. I was already lining up my Dylan Brooks, Kyrie quote <laughs> along, you know, alongside a Kyrie stat line, you know, tweet firing about to fire it away. But I think that's the, that's my biggest takeaway from this game is man, if Luke was in there, like this game's a wrap, like 
just shut it down. This game's over. Um, because I don't think Kyrie would have tired out. So there you go. Is that a cop out answer? Yes, it was completely. I don't. Know, <laughs> I don't even know if I accept that as an answer because yeah, sure. If they had Luca, but the Grizzlies yeah. could say the same thing. If they had Ja, then they wouldn't have almost lost this game, right? Like you could say had, that they, they would have had a shot. But like at a certain point, like <laughs> at a certain point, you need to go to counseling. At a certain point, they would have. Um, you have to you have to look at the players on the court and talk about who was playing and talk about why like that happened and I, I you, we can't just all be sitting there going like I'm not playing I'm watching just like you guys like it, it, we just can't do that I mean we're not the okay, coach you, of the team okay. but I could say roster construction no because you, you say that they had it they had a 16 point lead in this game it's not like they were just oh there it's not remember that Cavs game earlier this season where they just were completely overmatched they just got destroyed and you're like okay this team has no shot against a, a team with that talent then okay you look so it's the only Russell. answer Jason Kidd <laughs> no no like I think there's a, a couple people that can get some blame in this like, like yeah I think Jason, Jason Kidd definitely gets I mean he's definitely on this list to get blame I think he uh, des- I think he deserves some blame for sure I think you can give blame to Christian Wood probably to Kyrie I think for sure from for missing shots and forcing shots and like uh, man are you just looking at what happened at the end of this game and I kind of go all right I start with Jason Kidd for sure because yeah this team is just and we've said this so many times this season i apologize to you for listening if you listen every day you've heard this so often this team doesn't run an offense and so when you get down to these moments i know what they're gonna say afterward we haven't listened to anything jason kidd said post game or or anything i know exactly what he's gonna say i can't wait because i know exactly what he's gonna say i get so excited post the truth (laughs) i get so excited post game now because you never know what (laughs) what quote we're gonna get we get Jason Kidd and Kyrie. You just not, you never know what's going to happen. But he's going to say, I like the shots we got. You know, we went one for 10 from three in the fourth quarter. Three of 21 from the field in the in the fourth quarter. I like the shots we got. You know, I didn't like the shots that they got because it felt like a lot of them were, were rushed at the end of a shot clock. Felt like they were forced up. And this team isn't running an offense at times. It's just what can the one guy do, which is why, Kyrie's thriving. Luca thrived this year. Hardy's been thriving. Like they, they thrive in those kind of offenses where it's like, you got to do something for us. And Hardy's like, bet I'll do anything. Like I'll, I'll, I'll go out there and I'll shoot all, all the time. And then he makes them and you're like, okay, it's great. We, the offense, Christian Woods, same thing. They're not running anything. He gets the ball. He can force his shots. He can take these shots. He can go get fouled, which he does really well. And, yeah, you just you just like okay. When it all comes down to it, when when it when the sphincter gets tightened, what do you go to as a team? And it sh- and it has been. Let's just go to Luca or Kyrie one on one. Well, if Kyrie has been you know spent for most of this game, and then also had that weird moment in the early in the third quarter where he stepped on Dylan Brooks's foot, which is like not even a dirty play by Dylan Brooks. The weirdest, was it? No. the weirdest thing where you're like, of course it's an innocuous play where Dylan Brooks wasn't, wasn't being dirty for once. And Kyrie steps on his foot, tweaks his ankle. He, I, I haven't looked it up exactly. NBA.com's not updated yet, but in the second half, Kyrie, you know, hurt that foot pretty early in, in the third quarter. Second half, Kyrie went, yeah, two, went two of 11. He came back in the game, but he went two of 11 in that quarter. So you, you got to wonder if that ankle affected him. It definitely did on some of those late, you gotta you gotta make something happen. You gotta dance. You gotta pull up. You know, a shot like that. But I start with this team just doesn't run an offense, and so when they don't, like your great offense that thrives on these guys being incredible one on one, 
uh, breaks down when one on one of those guys can't be incredible one on one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jason Kidd deserves some blame. I mean, we could talk about the timeout stuff uh, if you want to. I uh, do. <laughs> yeah, in, in the in the fourth quarter, they go on that big run. I mean, they basically scored nine points in the fourth. You know, twelve, sure, but I mean, for a lot of it there, and you know, they kept on going on the run. They kept on. We've heard him talk about it. You know, I mean, at least nobody died out there, so that that's a positive. <laughs> You know, I don't always tell you guys uh, the truth. So, I mean, I guess that's just you, his thing. What, I mean, no, but what I, do you think? What do you think about the timeout thing, though? So, the timeout thing is the Mavericks build up a sixteen-point lead towards the end of the, the third quarter. They start the the fourth quarter basically with what a 12, 13 point lead, and then it just goes goes right down to five. Like they just the Grizzlies go on this quick run. They get some offensive rebounds. They get up and down. They do what the Grizzlies do, and like. Hardy's the only one that really made a shot in that run because he like was the only one that seemed like he wanted to take any shots. Josh Green really shrunk back from the moment. You just didn't nobody else. Tim Hardaway Jr. felt like he shrunk back from the moment. Didn't have any anybody else really stepping up. Should Kid be taking timeouts in those early in the quarter runs? Or should he be saving the timeouts? Because you and I were talking before, saving those timeouts helped them in the Lakers game over the weekend. But not saving the timeout seems to have hurt them in these games more often than not. Yeah, oh yeah, I, w- I would definitely. At some point, you got to take it, you know, to stop the bleeding, uh, you know, a little bit. But he obviously doesn't like to take them. He wants to let him go through it, learn, and and all of that. And you know, sometimes it. I mean, it's hard to say that cost them a win, you know, whatever it is. But sometimes it it has a cost. And they ca- they got back in the game. They took the lead, and there you go. The Mavs have 36 losses. I'm going to guess like at least 10 of them are because they're not taking timeouts on these runs. It just seems like it comes up every time, right? Yes, it does seem like it comes up a lot. And some, you know, some reporters asking him about taking timeouts. I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. That drop that people will talk about forever and it is like, a thing I see people comment on on a Reddit was because of me asking Jason Kidd about calling these timeouts. And that's what he said. I have to apologize. I'm playing. I'm watching just like you guys. <laughs> oh. He didn't apologize. That wasn't the drop. <laughs> no, he did not apologize. No, that was a different one. Uh, so, yeah, I start with Jason Kidd and I start with the, you know, the coaching and the setup of the offense and the timeout and all that. But I think there's players that deserve some 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 of it, too, because they're the ones out there. You know, playing at a certain point. So coming up, let's talk about what happened in the fourth quarter. How did Kyrie go scoreless? What do we see in this game? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports book in America, and it's Lockdown's official sports book partner. Go check out what they have available for you. I was just in Vegas recently. Flex. Driving through, driving through okay. Vegas during the day is the saddest thing that I think you I think you that I think you will ever do. Huh, but it might be pretty sad driving through the night too. Depends what you see, I guess. <laughs> uh, you can see anything that they have available. The NBA Finals right now. Who do you think is number one in the NBA to make the NBA to win the NBA championship? Basically, let's start with that. Uh, the Bucks. Bucks plus two ninety. Number two. Um, Philly. Celtics plus 320. So they're just right there behind them. Suns plus 650. So they're a decent ways behind the Celtics. Nuggets plus 750. Sixers plus 900. Wow. Just that's I, feel, to, I don't know. Philly's weirdly growing on me right now. To win, I, I can't. 
I I know that <laughs> they're like playing really well. I cannot bet on James Harden and Doc Rivers to go win an NBA title. <laughs> okay. But if they get out of the East, I feel pretty good about them against the Nuggets or whoever else makes it out. So if you feel good about that as well, go check it out. Go check out FanDuel.com, promo code locked on or FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get your first bet, no sweat. Check it out, FanDuel.com. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, making it your first listen of the day. We're talking about who has the most to blame for this Dallas Mavericks loss. Fourth quarter, they scored 12 points. 12 points. 12. That, that's being generous, too. It's kind of not like nine. It really was only nine. We <laughs> talked about the lack of the offensive system. We talked about lack of calling these timeouts. Who else do you look at and say, okay, this is this was the reason why the Mavericks t- – Lost this game. Well, I, let me defend the the roster construction thing just a little bit because it comes down to the limitations of some of the guys on the team, and you really see it whenever you don't have one of Luca or Kyrie out there. That's why Jaden Hardy popped so much in this game because yeah. he was the only other guy who could create and only other guy who could do something outside of his like main skill set. That's why you know I was, I was pointing out uh, back last week how. I think Maxi more than anybody looks completely like lost without a Kyrie or Luca, like because he he just has yeah. to have one of those guys to set him up. He's just not an offensive play on the offensive end. Um, I well, think J- they have multiple players like that. Maxi Bullock, you know, they yeah, have yeah, multiple guys. Well, that's why I said I think Maxi's at the top of that list for me. Um, when it comes to like the three and D or like very specific, I don't know, niche players. Just a role, like a specific role player that plays off of guys that doesn't create their own stuff. I think Josh really struggles with adjusting to the role depending on who's playing. And I, I, I'm pretty sure, I can't, I can't remember exactly when he talked about this, but he, he um, I'm paraphrasing one of his quotes here. He talked earlier in the season about like when Luca and Kyrie, when Luca and Kyrie came back or when you know them playing on the floor together, how he has to like adjust his game because he doesn't have to be as aggressive offensively because he got those guys. I think he's that's one of the areas that he's going to have to grow in as a player is what is your role whenever those guys are playing because you know I look at earlier in the season when in, when you know there was no Luca, I don't think Kyrie trade had happened yet and like him and Hardy put up twenty nine points each. And you're like, oh man, like he knew he had, he knew exactly what his role was that yes. game. So I think it's, it's a little harder for, him. I think this is the next level of his game is all right. What is my role playing off of Kyrie? What is my role whenever Luke and Kyrie are playing or when they're not playing? All right. I know what, I know what I have to do. So that's, that's why I say it's kind of like the roster construction thing, because outside of Kyrie, like some of these guys are so I hate to say like one dimensional, but they are one dimensional, but that one dimension is really good whenever you have the other guys out there on the floor. So that's the roster construction stuff. It, I don't, I can't blame Kyrie in this game. I'm sorry. I, I just can't like, I mean, I guess I mean, you could at, talk at certain, about at a certain point, he missed the shots, but yeah, like you're not putting a ton of blame on him and saying, Oh, this was his because he took bad shots or did the wrong thing. Like his process was good in this game. Yes. And, and, and that's the, the dude got hurt. Yes. And like he was questionable for the game for his right foot. Then he got hurt and then he kept playing and he, and he had 28 points through three quarters. So it's like, it's hard for me to kind of blame him there in the fourth whenever it's like, all right, you've had to, you've had to do a lot of your stuff here. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I guess if we had to point at it, you know, you look at like a Tim Hardaway, like they desperately need in a game without Luca. I mean, you kind of got the Tim production from from Hardy off the bench, but you know, Tim missed all. You know, he only took four shots, and like if we're just gonna be really blunt, honest right now, Tim doesn't do anything else besides shoot. So, Tim's why why is Tim out there if he's not gonna shoot? Tim's one shot was this little baseline like pull up shot, and I tweeted about it and said if Tim can do that more, that's so big because they need him to just do something else. They need him to just do be something else besides just a spot up shooter. And then he never took another shot. I don't think the rest of the game after that. But yeah, like yeah, I mean if no one's creating shots for Tim, and that that goes back to your roster construction comment because he's not making his own like he's not making his own offense, and so he's just dependent on other guys getting him the ball. And nobody else was was getting in the ball, um, and he wasn't also getting open. And yeah, w- would you have played Hardy more? Would you have gone with that then in the fourth quarter? Like, at what point would you look and say, like, all right, we got to get some offense. Let's put Hardy back in. I mean, I feel like he played it. Let me let me look at his fourth he quarter played, minutes. He played nineteen minutes total. He played uh, well, he six played minutes over half. He played yeah, the first six the minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean. It's t- yeah. I mean, it's kind of tough because it's like, are you going to play him and Kyrie together? You're they not did gonna... for this. They did in this game. I know, but it's like you're not going to bench Kyrie in the fourth, even though you know he's tired, hurt, whatever it is. So it's like, and Hardy was the only one hitting shots. He was the only player who hit a shot in the fourth quarter. <laughs> the only um, one with a field goal. Yeah, the only one. Wood had goal. five free throws. They're the only two to score in the fourth quarter, right? We gotta. That is nuts. Um, we gotta we gotta do a 2022 redraft coming up soon. Mm. We gotta put that on the pod list because I was like doing that a little bit during the game of how high would Jaden Hardy go in the in a redraft right now? Well, remember if you ask the Sacramento Kings front office, they're still kicking themselves for letting Hardy go. I think there's a lot of teams right now that are punching somebody. Um, do you think somebody. one of those is the Mavericks for not playing him more? I was thinking a lot like I mean this is when the Mavericks were up by 16 so I was like man you're feeling yourself <laughs> I was I was thinking about the playoffs I was thinking about Hardy next year I'm like dude this summer he's gonna kill oh, it if he and, takes a leap oh yeah it's gonna be awesome and which he still will that'd be fun but back down to earth yeah I mean they could have played him more <laughs> um <laughs> yeah they could have played him more but it comes down to defense too and like Memphis is going on the run and you know I guess for for kid that's one thing you can't what this is crazy one thing you can't blame in this game is really the defense right like yeah not really i mean i know they gave up 112 but if you consider defense rebounding some people do like consider that rebounding is defense then i mean this is this is a game that goes against your rebounding doesn't matter (laughs) matter thing oh yeah because they had six offensive rebounds in the i never said rebounding doesn't matter don't put that in my mouth You're going to slap me like Chris Rock. Uh, Grizzlies had 17 offensive rebounds in this game, 22 points off second chance, and that that kills you. And that's what the Grizzlies do. Like That's the thing that they're really good at. And so there's somebody that tweeted at me during the game and said, they got it. Why don't they put in more rebounding? What what rebounding are you putting in? (laughs) What rebounding? I mean, I guess Christian Wood, but even Christian Wood out there was getting pushed around by Tillman and, and Jaron Jackson and those guys under the basket. Yeah, well, yeah, Jaron Jackson, man, 
That dude's going to be good. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be dang good. He was an all-star. Yeah, well. He looked okay. so different in this game than he did in the last game. The last game, there was a scout sitting next to me that was like laughing at him the whole time because he just he looked really bad in the last game the Mavs played. But in this one, he was aggressive. He went out there. Five fouls. Two of them were really stupid. But uh, coming up, let's talk about the good. Let's talk about some good stuff. Let's end on a positive note. We saw Jaden Hardy go off again. We saw Kyrie getting his bag. Let's talk about some good things coming up. Uh, coming up next. All right, Isaac Harris, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us on a loss. Oh, my gosh. If you're still listening to to us right now after a loss, we love you. You're part of the Raccoon Squad, and we appreciate you. Let's talk about some positives. Let's go back to Jaden Hardy, baby. I mean, (laughs) Jaden Hardy, is he's the party. Let's go party. I can't get too high. We lost the dunk game. <laughs> we gotta wait till, oh. till at least the laugh the laugh during our, the our laugh. media day interview uh Jaden hardy what, what i thought was was had some great stuff in this game finished the game with 20 points four assists had a, had a bunch of fouls like he's still gonna he's still gonna hurt you on defense for sure but hit four of his three seven of 13 from the field he's just fearless and like that step back three he took with nine minutes and 51 seconds left in the fourth when the grizzlies are going on their run I mean, no one else wanted the ball. Nobody else wanted to take a shot. And Jaden Hardy goes, I don't I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll take a shot. I'll, I'll take a shot whenever. I'll, I'll have the ball. The crowd will be going crazy. Dylan Brooks will be all up in my business. And I don't care. I'll just go up and I'll take that shot. Love that. Yeah, when Dylan Brooks got switched off on him a few times and Hardy was, you know, putting some buckets in him, like, dude. The, Dylan Brooks, I'm... I know I can't. We Here lost. Here we I can't. go. No, no, we lost. I mean, Dylan Brooks is one of the most interesting characters in, that I've ever seen in the NBA. He is in the like I tweeted out during the game. I was like, there, there's these unique players in the league. It's like he's like a a bigger version of Pat Beverly in this. Like you're kind of just a, <laughs> you know, your your mouth, your trash talk, <laughs> your all of that is is like more is bigger than your actual like talent. So like that's how you stay relevant, and it's there's just not too many like them, you know. The way I put it was the amount of confidence with the lack of self awareness, compounded by the level of heel that he what, is. What, what are you a philosopher? Is what inc- is this? Is incredible. Is incredible that those three things. Amount I of wish co- I had his confidence so bad. The like, amount of confidence he has, the lack of self awareness. Like my my guy has eighteen technical fouls. He's going to be suspended their next game. And he's just yeah. out there doing the same stuff he was doing before. Like, didn't tone it down one bit in this game. Taunting still, like, all that. Which, do you think it's weird that the technical foul thing, if you get an extra technical foul, this may happen to Luca. You, you're not out of the game you're currently playing. You're out of the next game. Doesn't that seem weird? Yeah. Like, doesn't that seem like a weird rule overall? That uh, is weird. If it happens to Luca, I won't say it's a weird thing. But, yeah, Dylan Brooks is just a, a wild character. People were saying... Is Dylan Brooks Lance Stevenson? I was like, I think Dylan Brooks may have more confidence than Lance Stevenson and less that's, self-awareness. <laughs> that's really interesting. But like even Lance yeah. Stevenson wasn't getting 18 technical fouls. Like that that yeah. side of it where he just doesn't care and just like doesn't care about so many things. <laughs> yeah, no. I think Dylan Brooks wants to like 
fight people sometimes. Lance Stevenson, I think, was just goofy. <laughs> like I don't think I don't think Dylan Brooks is gonna like blow in somebody's ear, you know? Like he's gonna like stand up and try to like talk talk to you. Lance Stevenson when he was on the Lakers would do this air guitar thing too when he hit threes. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Dylan Brooks would do that either. Oh my gosh. So seeing Jaden Hardy, I thought that was a positive. There are certain points of this game where I saw Josh Green is a positive. He had twelve points, three boards, an assist. Um but he, I felt like he shrunk in this moment. I think you're right when you talked about him earlier when you said he doesn't really know his role at times. I think he's one of these players, and they, we knew this when they drafted him, that he's like a Swiss Army knife. You can just you can do a bunch of he can do a bunch of different things. You can plug him in a diff- bunch of different places. He can be a ball handler. He can be a passer. He can screen. He can defend. You know, bigger guys, smaller guys. He can do all kinds of stuff. He can offensive rebound. He'll he'll get like one a game. He did in this one, but like. He doesn't know what to do. He can't do all those things at once. Being that kind of guy takes so long for you to learn how to be all things to all roles at a certain point. And I brought that up, and somebody on YouTube commented and said, well, how can you say that about Josh Green, about him knowing his role, and not say that about Christian Wood knowing his role? I I think the difference is Christian Wood with his minutes, like he's just the amount of minutes. When he gets on the floor, he does the same thing, right? He's going to go score. He's going to set screens. He's going to you know, defend in the same spots pretty much. He switches between the four and the five, but kind of the same. And with Josh Green, though, he's playing a different role. He's being a different thing. One day he's a point guard. Another day he's a wing, like like spacing the floor like Reggie Bullock. The other day he's, you know, like has the ball in his hands 80 times. He's just so different from night to night. Yeah. Yeah, the Christian Wood experience. I mean, it feels like every game you're going to get the same gist of the Christian Wood experience. You're going to get some little stretch of minutes to where he's going to, you know, he's going to score like eight points straight, hit a couple threes, you know, an and one here, you know, something like that. And then he's going to get three offensive fouls. The defensive rotations are tough. That's just, you know, that's what Christian Wood is. And they, they need his offense. And tonight they had a stretch there to where, I mean, he had a couple monsters. He had a, an awesome dunk, you know, down low. Um, You know, he finished with 20 points in the game and, he had a pretty good stat line, nine rebounds, six assists in this game. I will, you know, a little bit ago, I was talking about how I can't criticize Kyrie. I will criticize Kyrie in this. He finished the game with zero assists. Mm. And that's the one, because I start, you know, you start looking at some of the, you know, Maxi's numbers. You look at Reggie's numbers. You know, these are the guys who are the one dimension type players that we talk about on offense that they're the three and D guys. Well, Maxi didn't hit a three. Reggie hit one three. Dwight didn't even, uh, Dwight took four shots in this game. So no, he like, played 12 minutes. He had foul trouble. And Jared yeah. Jackson Jr. just wasn't defending him at a certain point. I think I think Kid did a good thing in taking him out and playing Christian Wood more. He played Christian Wood like 29 minutes. Yeah, so so when Maxi, Reggie, and Tim, all three uh, combined for one three-pointer. <laughs> you not, know, not, you're not going to win there. Yeah, and, and you don't have Luka. Like, that's the type of stuff that – you know, and Kyrie had zero assists. That's why you got to get these guys, you know, going a little bit more. And you know, they miss shots too. But <sighs> they, so didn't hit, they didn't man. hit enough threes. Eleven of thirty-six from three. You're just not going to win games with this team the way it's constructed. Just everything but, fell apart in the fourth. The defense came back to bite them in the fourth. Some, um, whenever the you know started in the fourth, it's like let's go. Like this is going to be a, a pretty dang good <laughs> defensive game. Uh, and then just everything flipped. I thought Christian Wood had a good game though. I thought twenty points, nine boards, six assists. He was giving him good. Yeah. He was giving him good stuff, 
And then the fourth yeah. quarter came, and you're like, oh, my gosh. nobody, Nobody's giving them anything good. It was this weird, like, full team collapse. That if yeah. we go back to the original question, who's the most to blame? Puts the blame on, on kid. And for the players, it's like all of them combined. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you can put it on one specific player uh, that was on the court at the end there in the fourth quarter. What about Frank's little stretch? Well, the, the Frank stretch was hilarious in the first half because he goes in before Frank, before Hardy, and there's a bunch of people tweeting, how can Jason Kidd still blah, blah, blah. <sighs> You've been on this for a while, and I agree with you. Yeah. Is that like Har- There's no way Frank should be playing over Hardy at this point in the season. And then he goes in and scores three times, two threes, eight points, has a good assist. And like, you're like, what is happening? Uh, uh, and, and then, then Hardy- never played again. <laughs> and then never played again, and then Hardy came in and scored 20 points off the bench. Frank's like, I thought I did my job. Like, what? <laughs> I thought I played well. Frank's like texting about his record label. He's like trying to sign the next guy. <laughs> any, any, ta- he's tweeting any talent in Memphis, please contact Frank Alakina. Must speak French. <laughs> trying to think if I have anything else. I, I'm at a loss with this game. I know we just talked for like 30 minutes, but I'm, I'm so at a, is this another, the Mavs find another way to lose. Are, are these, Last year, we talked a lot about Mavs finding ways to win games, and we were so hyped about that. This season, it's ways they lose games. Is that the inverse? Is that just as damaging as the ways to win games are helpful? Hey, that Spurs game was going to really test it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Both of them, last, the Lakers game and the week. Spurs game last week. Um, just looking at the Memphis stuff real quick, I thought Luke Kennard had a stretch there to where I was like, really? Are we going to get beat by Luke Kennard? He was a plus 18 in this game. Um well, yeah, he, was out, he was out there during that fourth quarter run. Yeah, and Roddy the body, um, they held him in check. You know, one of those last few games, he no, went he, off he there. Came, he came back. He regressed to the mean. That guy did. Yeah. <laughs> 29% three-point shooter goes nuts against the Mavs for two games. He was bound to come back to earth. Yeah, but, you know, Desmond Bain didn't – it's not like he went off in this game. He only had He was had bad, three, I thought, and, for a lot of this game. Yeah, they just – I mean, they had no answer for – for Jan Jackson. I mean, that's, that's one of the stories for the Mavs as far as bigs go. It's just, you know, once they put him back in the, in the game, it's like he could score at will. He's going to score on anybody. Dwight, Christian Wood, Maxi. I mean, 28 points, 16 shots, 23 minutes for Jan Jackson. He was a different player. I mean, he was, he, he did not care yeah. about Dwight Powell at all. <laughs> that's why Dwight Powell didn't play late in this game. And he shouldn't have. Yeah. It'd be, I mean, they've lost three games now to Memphis over the past, what week and a half. So, uh, what did I say? What did I say going into this this stretch that would define the season? What was the one thing I wanted them to do? Beat Memphis. <laughs> Beat Memphis all three times, and then Luca gets hurt. Oh. And here we are. That's how the season has gone. You're like, all right, yeah. this is something you guys should do. Like Memphis is in shambles. Then Luca gets hurt, and then you're like, everything changes. I mean, the West is in shambles. All right, to to be fair, they're fine in the West. I don't know what what team you're confident about in the West. That's one of the biggest like one of the biggest selling points right now if you're a Mavs fan. You're telling yourself the Mavs are telling themselves of like, dude, the West is wide open, right? Like it takes one team to get super hot, you know, for a month for you to make a run in the playoffs. And how many times have we had like one team win 50 games on a conference? I don't know. That would be a question for Stathead. The Grizzlies on this pace right now would win 50 games. Wow. <laughs> so the D- Nuggets are two wins away. The Grizzlies could win 50 games, but we'll see. The Kings are are just off the pace, but they have they have some more games to play than the Grizzlies. Light the boom. Insane. 
insane. All right, there you go. Let us know in the comment section who's the most to blame. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us tomorrow. We'll be back on the podcast, and then we'll have, I think, maybe the game that may define the Mavs season, <laughs> but, a very, not, but a very big game against the Warriors on Wednesday. We will definitely have a post game for you. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.